Welcome to the Rooftop Podcast, where we talk about the kind of leadership challenges and opportunities that leaders like you face in the day-to-day, where we're striving to be more relevant to the people we, we lead and more relatable to their pain, because that's what people follow in, in times of churn. And uh, this, this is one of our uh, special episodes where we are talking about the, what I call the 27 Waterline Articles. And this is indeed fashioned after uh, and inspired by T.E. Lawrence's 27 articles that he wrote, um, really, I think during 1917, uh, during World War I, when he, uh, when he worked in the, uh, what is now known as Syria and Iraq, with the Badu tribes to help them stand up on their own and overthrow the Ottoman Empire and, uh, and, and be a supporting effort for the overall Allied forces in World War I. And it was the techniques that he used to build relationships and to mobilize these otherwise very, very uh, divided tribesmen to work together. And um, I've always been inspired by that approach. And, and at Rooftop Leadership, we, we use a kind of a Lawrencean approach to implement purpose-based human connection. And so these Waterline articles are a way to encapsulate and <clears throat> embody this approach. And they're not all inclusive, but uh, they're pretty close. And, and if, you, if you start to <clears throat> get your head around these and internalize them, I think they can serve you. Now, today's is number three. The title for today is Waterline Article Number Three, uh, and it is Get Below the Waterline. Up until this point, we've covered uh, number one, defining your red lines before you engage. Number two, meeting people where they are, not where you want them to be. And that place where we want to meet them is number three, below the waterline. Now, I've been using this waterline approach a lot lately, particularly in this time of churn. And a reminder that when I, when you hear me talk about churn, I'm talking about all of the distraction. People are so massively distracted. All of the disengagement where people are are lacking purpose with the great resignation and the talent tsunami and distrust where you see it on display everywhere you look, whether it's, you know, Will Smith smacking the crap out of Chris Rock at the Oscars or whether you see a college basketball team just walking off the court rather than shaking hands after a loss that they weren't real crazy about. It's everywhere. It's pervasive. This churn, this social tension that divides us, that puts us in a trance-like state and pits us against each other in a form of what I call shadow tribalism. And it's really dangerous for our society. It's certainly dangerous for our kids. And as that's what this podcast is really about. This podcast is oriented on leaders like you who look around, you see what's going on with the churn, you don't like what you see, and you know that it needs to change. You know that we need to uh, lead differently. This, this divisionism that our formal institutional leaders are putting in front of us is not acceptable. This trance-like state of fear-based and anger-based behavior is not acceptable. We need to help people shake off this trance, and we need to connect as a country on that. And so these waterline principles, these waterline articles are meant to help you do that. And number three, getting below the waterline, again, is a very, very helpful metaphor, I believe, in how we do this. I use the, the, the metaphor of the iceberg but, you know, it's a very helpful metaphor. Lots of people use it for different things, particularly in the leadership world. I use it because, well, first of all, the brain, your brain, is a metaphorical pattern-matching organ. So anytime that we can use metaphors to make sense of complex topics, 
you know, it's a helpful thing. Um, Ian McGilchrist talks about this in The Master and His Emissary about how important it is for our right hemisphere to be able to absorb context and the whole of things and not just, you know, things that are broken down and distilled down and dumbed down to the lowest possible level. And so using metaphors allows you to kind of put what I'm talking about all in the context of your own life, your own churn, your own direction that you're trying to go here. But what I'm talking about when I talk about getting below the waterline is just, you know, imagine uh, an iceberg and then the tip of that iceberg you know, is the modern world. And it's the supply chain issues. It's the after school soccer games. It's the Zoom fatigue. You know, it's all of those things that we've come to know and understand uh, about the modern world. And it's, you know, the, the reality is everywhere you look in, in the modern world, it, it's, it's, we think it's all there is, right? We think that that's everything in our existence, in our human nature. And again, thinking of this iceberg, you know, metaphorically what it represents is our human nature, right? I didn't say that in the beginning, and I want to be clear about that. And the tip of the iceberg is the modern world, that aspect of our human nature. And we think it's everything, but the reality is it's only a couple hundred years old. Below the waterline on that iceberg is the rest of the iceberg, right? The part that sunk the Titanic. 80% of the iceberg is below the waterline, and that is also true for our human nature, Right, it is depending on your beliefs, thousands and thousands and thousands of years older than the modern world. Hell, the the mobile devices that we use that have so, you know, become pervasive in our society, those things are only like twelve years old at the recording of this podcast. But yet, how much have they changed our society? Right, I mean, massively. So when you think about it, what's below the waterline is often just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there, and doesn't mean it doesn't represent both peril and opportunity. Um, and in this case, the, 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 what's below the waterline is, is the traditional world of our human nature. It's the, it's the part of us that is thousands and thousands and thousands of years old. And in fact, in The Distracted Mind, the author says that, you know, we really haven't changed much at all. We are ancient brains trying to make sense of a high-tech modern world and not doing a very good job at it. Uh, the anthropologist uh, J- Jared Diamond who wrote Guns, Germs, and Steel and the World Until Yesterday, he says that humans are far more traditional than they are modern. And, you know, if you take those things to heart, then that means that below the waterline is where we really live. Below the waterline is the part of our nature that is actually most prominent. And just the problem is, though, it is covered up by the modern world. And frankly, we've moved away from our understanding of what was below the waterline, our primal nature, our traditional nature, much more so than I'd say our grandparents have, right? Because below that waterline is a meaning-seeking, emotional, social story animal who struggles. Uh, We must have meaning in everything that we do. Humans are the most meaning-seeking creatures on, on the planet. We assign, we seek and assign meaning in everything we do. Like Simon Sinek says, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Emotion. We're the most emotional creatures on the planet. We navigate the world using emotions, right? And so, like uh, the the million dollar consultant Anthony Weiss says, people don't. Uh, gosh, kind of drawn a blank here. Anthony Weiss says, logic makes people think. Emotion makes people act. Right? Emotional temperature is a huge part of of the churn that's out there right now. People are in these highly aroused emotional states, right? And anger makes and fear make us temporarily stupid. 
So the emotion is huge. Social. We're wired to be social. Matthew Lieberman in his book, Social, says that being social and connecting is, is like our, our greatest superpower. We don't have fur fangs or claws. We sit on top of the food chain because of our ability to form teams. Story animals. We've been telling stories for 70,000 years. Our brain is a metaphorical pattern matching organ that uses stories to make sense of the world, yet nobody uses stories anymore and struggle, right? Struggle is not necessarily something that just happens to some of us, according to Daniel Coyle in the book Talent Code and the little book of talent. It is a biological necessity, right? So down there below the waterline is meaning, emotion, social activity, story and struggle <clears throat> at a minimum. And there's a lot more that are going to be in these 27 articles as well. I'm going to give you other insights, lenses. Think of these as lenses and levers, okay? Think of these as lenses to look through as you assess behavior that maybe people in the modern world don't even see. They just get, they just either ignore it or they, they, they don't, they're not trained to see it, right? So these are going to be lenses that will help you see behavior, including yours differently, and also levers that you can pull for more effective influence and uh, relevance in the people that you lead, right? And, and so getting below the waterline, I have to tell you, in most high-stakes situations, we are still like our Neanderthal ancestors. We are still ancient brains in a modern world. We just dress a little bit better, right? And if we're going to meet people where they are, as we talk about in, in Waterline Article Number 2, quality human engagements have got to happen below the surface, right? Below the surface of PowerPoint and pitch sales. And, and they need to revolve around these timeless principles that have been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years old, principles that speak to our human nature. You know, I tell you a good book to read on this that, is, um, that supports this in many ways is The Human Givens by Dr. Ivan Tyrrell. Uh, it's just fantastic. And the other guy's name is Griffin, I believe. Um, but it basically asserts that every human being has these certain innate emotional needs and physiological needs, and that we're going to get those needs met. And if we don't, we will behave a certain way, right? And, and so <clears throat> that's exactly what I'm talking about with this. And the, the more we know and understand, as he calls those human givens or those waterline principles, what resides below the waterline in the modern crazy mass technology <clears throat> materialistic world is that meaning-seeking, emotional, social story animal who struggles. The more we know that, the more we understand that, the more relevant we are, right? And the more we're able to actually see behavior for what it is and make connections in ways that are much deeper, right? That are much deeper. And <clears throat> you can practice this on your own. People ask me all the time. I just gave a, um, a talk out here in Palm Springs wonderful people at Service Nation, and, and they're very interested in the, um, the waterline principles and the iceberg. And the reason is because they, you know, they do commercial residential services. They, they're out there on the front lines with you when things go wrong. And, you know, they're the person that has to walk to your door and explain the supply chain, chain shortage or something that went wrong that has really inconvenienced you. And, you know, when those kinds of things happen, what do we do? We go primal, right? We get tribal. We go to that fear-based, anger-based behavior. We go into that trance-like state. And being able to connect below the waterline is really important. But we have to practice that or we get sucked right into it too. It's like trying to rescue a drowning person, right? If you try to engage somebody who is in a trance-like state, you can get sucked right in there with them. 
And so just understanding how to bring emotional temperature down, understanding that meaning-seeking, emotional, social story animal who struggles below the waterline, how to read that, how to connect with that is very, very important. And the way to do that is to practice. Practice getting below the waterline in every engagement you do, even if it's just a way of thinking about it and observing behavior. You know, I always say start with the routine ones. Uh, the people close to you, not that they're routine, but you have regular exposure. You have routine exposure to them. That's probably how I should have said that. Um, my wife's glaring at me right now. Um, but it is the ultimate place to practice because these are the people who mean the most to you, right? The ability to get below the waterline and, and t check into them with them on meaning and purpose in their life. Uh, emotional temperature, helping them regulate their emotional temperature and being mindful of yours when you're engaging them right? What's your connection like with them on the social level, right? Has it, has it waned? Has COVID caused it to pull apart? You know, story, are you, are not just the stories you, you, you tell, but the stories you ask to hear from them, right? Are you asking thoughtful, open-ended questions that let the person in your life tell you stories about what's going on? Powerful, powerful stuff. And finally, struggle, right? Are you honoring and recognizing and being relatable to the struggle of your kids when they come home from school or when they're dealing with this isolation in the pandemic. Those are just examples, but you can practice this every day. And the better you are uh, at doing, the more you work this, the more it's going to show up in the high stakes moments, right? To better, the better your connections are below the waterline, the higher the return on your transactional goals above the waterline. That's the so what of it. People are like, well, I've got to maintain my business. I don't have time for this kumbaya stuff. You don't have time not to do this. Trust me. Right In a time of churn where trust is eroding and social capital is actually at the epicenter of every great deal we do, you don't have time not to do this, right? So, and, and, and the irony on this is, if you do this work below the waterline, you're going to find that it shows up and manifests in your return on investment in your life and in your business. <clears throat> and that's a big deal, all right? So... Work on these things every day. Work on getting below the waterline. Work on looking for that meaning-seeking, emotional, social story animal who struggles. And what we're doing now is, you know, this is not going to, like, you're not going to be able to just run out and start doing this. You will to some degree. But we're introducing the grammar. We're introducing the lexicon of the rooftop methodology, right? You now have a metaphor for human nature. You now have language and grammar for the modern world, language and grammar for the traditional world where we all come from that most people aren't even paying attention to, which gives you a competitive edge. And by competitive edge, I don't mean exploiting your neighbor. I mean being more relevant to your neighbor, more relatable to their pain, relevant to their goals. And when you're able to do that below the waterline, you, you get this reciprocity. You get this deeper connection with the other party. And that reciprocity, they want to do something for you, right? They want to do things that will help you because that's how we're wired as humans. That's that social nature, right? We know that we have to group together to survive what Mother Nature throws at us, right? So my suggestion to you is to study the realities below the waterline and you'll find that your potential engagements move in directions that you never heard of. Right, getting below the waterline is most one of the most powerful things we can do as a rooftop leader. And for the rest of these articles, we're going to talk about ways that you can do that. You're going to hear this waterline referenced more and more. One last thing I want to say on the waterline. Well, you know what? I'm going to go too far, and I'm going to get into more 
article. So I'm going to stop right here. We've teed up the waterline. We've teed up the iceberg, the modern world, the traditional world. Now you're in a position to really put these articles to work. I can't wait to see what you do with them. Thanks for what you do, and I will see you on the rooftop. Mm -hmm.